Everybody, welcome to a uh, ESMO 2021 podcast. We're here with Sarmad Sadegi from USC, and he has some exciting data about a novel compound in urothelial cancer that he just presented today. Um, Sarmad, welcome. If you want to give just a brief introduction of yourself, state just any relevant conflicts, and then maybe just sort of kick off with mechanism of drug, which I think is is uh, not well known by the listeners. Hi, uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Brian, for inviting me for your podcast. Uh, I'm a medical oncologist. I was uh, mentored by Brian during my fellowship, and mm. uh, I'm mm. very happy to uh, to be, uh, be here today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So this. Uh, uh, this is a clinical trial that we started a few years ago. Uh, this uh, uh, compound was developed by scientists, uh, clinician at USC. The mechanism of action uh, has uh, uh, some interesting aspects to it. Originally, it was thought of as being something involved in angiogenesis, but as the studies and experiments went on, it became clear that uh, it is involved in uh, cell death and it is involved in recruitment of immune cells and traffic of immune cells across uh, vascular spaces to the tumor microenvironment. And so, so sorry to interrupt. This is it's an FB2 targeting agent. Is that do I have that right? Yes. Uh, so there is uh, this. Uh, there are two ends to this. One is efferin B2, and there is another molecule FB4. These are uh, both uh, uh, transmembrane molecules, proteins, and they, uh, uh, they, uh, when they attach, there's bidirectional signaling. And once you uh, block this, uh, you disrupt that uh, angiogenesis and inhibition of the migration of immune cells into the tumor microenvironment and you promote cell death, tumor cell death, to be more specific. So this interruption is uh, uh, the, the way this drug is set up is that it's a decoy FB4 molecule attached to an albumin to make it soluble and make it uh, stick around in the uh, circulation longer. And uh, once it attaches to uh, FNB2, it prevents uh, the, the usual uh, interaction between native uh, FB4 and FMB2 present in the tumor cells. And I, uh, I have to say, these are embryonic uh, pathways and proteins, and uh, the experiments show that if you knock down these molecules, uh, the embryo dies. And interestingly, later in life, these disappear, but uh, on uh, tumor cells, on many tumor cells uh, and tumor environments, these are, uh, uh, they are uh, expressed again. And that's why we thought that this could be an interesting target. Uh, Samad, so, so you've got to, so you, you've investigated this in combination with pembrolizumab in yes. platinum refractory urothelial cancer. You've recruited 70 patients to the study uh, you've shown response rates um, in platinum refractory disease in the mid 35% and response rates of about 60% in the biomarker high group and with, with PFS and OS, which looks impressive, um, 14 months OS, um, you know, hard to make indirect comparisons. 
but there's clear activity. Are you confident there's more activity than Pembrolizumab and Abalone? And just talk to me a little bit about the biomarker and why you think that has a role. Okay, so uh, to just uh, clarify, the response rate among all 70 patients was uh, 37%, and we had 15% CR rate among those, which was more than expected. And then in the biomarker uh, expressing group, which we had you know, 46 patients, the response rate was 52.2% with uh, almost 24, 25% uh, complete response rate. So, the, you know, 70 patients is a decent sample size, and the expectation for Pembro alone in that population would be about 21% response rate. And what we see is 37 uh, and the re- expectation for complete response is about 5% or less with Pembro alone. And what we see is uh, 15%. And so just looking globally at all of these patients, it exceeds expectation of Pembro alone. But when you look at the biomarker selected uh, group, the ones that express Efren B2, that is even more pronounced. Because and how just, do you know the biomarker is not prognostic? So we do know that the biomarker is prognostic, but it is a negative prognostic marker. Patients that express Efren B2, they, uh, they do worse than patients that do not. And this is based on uh, TCGA data. Both Efren B2 and FB4 in urothelial carcinoma are associated with uh, negative uh, prognosis. And that is based on RNA expression. And, you know, of course, during the development of the biomarker, we have looked at IHC and RNA uh, expression uh, for the for the biomarker. And Sarmat, for this study, you the expression was by IHC, correct? For this study, uh, so for all of the patients on this study, both uh, in situ and IHC was conducted. And because there was virtually 100% concordance, we have defined Efren B2 positivity as 1% or more expression by IHC to just develop it as a companion assay that could be done at other places. And is, is that tumor cells or, or stromal cells or both or some combination? <clears throat> So that's a very good question. By, by, by our experiments and the way we have envisioned uh, this mechanism of action based on our correlative studies, it seems like uh, uh, the, uh, the expression in the endothelium is, uh, uh, is the best signal. But uh, for the moment, we have defined it as expression anywhere in tumor marker environment, including cell membranes of the tumors and the endothelial cells. Do, do you know for this trial's biomarker positive patients where it was, or maybe for the responders where it was? I, I wonder if you've dug down to that depth. So we are, uh, we have done it, but the numbers get uh, smaller. So we are not ready to, uh, you know, just uh, discuss it uh, or put too much weight on it. But uh, those are very interesting questions. The data has received accelerated approval by the FDA, which allows you to develop the drug and discuss with them quickly. It doesn't mean that you're going to get access yet in the US. What are the development plans for the future? 
So this is uh, this got uh, breakthrough therapy designation on September one. It's not accelerated approval, but that. Oh, I apologize. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. That yeah. facilitates. I think it's, that's very different, isn't it? It's very different. Big difference. Yeah, <laughs> it, is. it is big difference. Yeah, and, good, good. But it facilitates interactions with the FDA, and we are very happy to have those uh, channels with the FDA. Uh, this uh, was. Uh, uh, the the grant of uh, breakthrough designation was for patients expressing FRNB2. So FDA recognized this as uh, as the most appropriate patient population for this combination. And uh, I uh, the current plans are of course to pursue accelerated approval, and it's going to be done through an expansion cohort for the biomarker expressing patients in a platinum refractory setting. And then, uh, of course, uh, once accelerated approval is uh, granted, uh, there has to be a phase three study confirming the effectiveness of the combination. And those plans are also in the works. And Sarma, do you want to talk about toxicity? Any, any signal there for what's, what it's adding to Pembro monotherapy? So uh, we have the same range of uh, toxicities that you expect with Pembro, not very different with one exception, and that is uh, hypertension. So this is a drug that uh, shares some overlap with, uh, uh, you know, uh, drugs like VEGF targeting agents, and hypertension is a consequence of that. Uh, but uh, in our experience, hypertension, uh, you know, we have a significant uh, uh, number of grade three hypertension patients. But uh, once uh, it's recognized, uh, it's uh, easily managed. And those grade three events were just transitory until patients were able to get on antihypertensive medications. And they have done really well after that. I think this has been fantastic. Um, I, I guess... One of the exciting things about this is we don't know too much about how this works, but it does seem to have multiple potential mechanisms of action. Uh, and I think that angiogenic signal with hypertension kind of makes sense mm -hmm. to me. And, and Brian, you said previously to me you felt this, this was in, in line with, a, with what you'd expect a VEGF targeted agent to be. Is that something you still feel about? Yeah, no, I think the, the hypertensive signal means it's clearly targeting vessels. And, and yeah, I think it was something like 50% grade three. So it's it's in line with some of our more VEGF selective agents, you know, like, like Axie and Tivo and the like, you know, so, so there's clearly a vascular effect. I think the immune effect is something that's um, suggested by the study, but, but probably needs more sort of clinical and preclinical study. Should we, uh, I've got, um, Brian, any more questions from you? No, I'm good. This is great. Sorry, congrats on the data. This is an investigator initiated study and it, it's a, it's a lot of work to get off the ground. So congrats. Spectacular work. So Congratulations. Thank you.